0: Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal, talking BYU football today with the schedule change. During the 2020 slate against Boise State, we need to discuss. Also talk about a brand new home-and-home home series that was announced yesterday between the Cougars and the Fresno State Bulldogs. Catching up on BYU basketball, we'll chat with Connor Harding, BYU forward, about the Pepperdine game tomorrow and BYU's regular season finale. You'll hear from him in an exclusive one-on-one conversation. And obviously, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast network. And that is the Locked On Podcast Network. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get it started. This is Locked On Cougars for February 28th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU sports news and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else, and thanks again for taking the time. As I mentioned, my name is Jay Catch. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah during my day job, but I cover BYU as part of my job as well, and it's a pleasure to be bringing all of the BYU coverage you can handle to to you here on this podcast let's start off today talking some BYU football the Cougars announcing yesterday that another a game of theirs on their 2020 slate has been moved in terms of days and that is the November 7th matchup against Boise State which which was originally scheduled for a Saturday at, at Albertson Stadium in Boise has been moved to a Friday night and BYU and Boise State will square off on November 6th now 2020, That makes it four weekday games for BYU. So a a third of their season, excuse me, not a quarter, a third of their season will be played on days other than Saturday. Three of them on Friday nights. Those games against Utah State in October. Houston also in October. And then BYU and Boise State in early November. The other weekday game is the opener at Utah on a Thursday night at Rice-Eccles Stadium. I understand that there are a lot of BYU fans who have kids that are older that are participating in youth sports, maybe high school football, that Friday night games become as a as a bad deal because you're trying to watch your child play in their sport, but also you want to support your team in the BYU Cougars, and it makes it tough. Me as a media professional and a guy who doesn't have children that are that old, I don't mind weeknight games. I think that they're great. I think it opens up my Saturday to watch other matchups of other teams that I'm looking forward to watching, and I kind of like it that way. Uh, I Your opinion may vary. I absolutely understand that, but I actually don't mind BYU playing on Friday nights. If you're going to play a late-night game on a weekend, 8.30, 8.30, kickoff, why not have that on a Friday night versus playing that on a Saturday night and then having to recover on a Sunday, etc. I think it's it's not a bad deal to have BYU playing some of these weeknight games. It gets more eyeballs on them. We've talked about this recently when the Houston game got moved to a Friday with that schedule change that it opens up eyeballs. National teams, and they're all over the country getting ready for their games on Saturday. Well, guess what? There's one or two games on a Thursday or a Friday night, and you're playing in one of those matchups. There's a lot more eyeballs on you than normal because people, it's proven that football attracts eyeballs. Live sports attracts eyes, eyeballs and when you have only a few games or maybe one game to pick from, well guess what? You're in the spotlight and I think that's cool for BYU and I think this Boise State matchup between them and the Cougars is a fantastic deal. Uh, the Mountain West Conference is moving to a new uh, media deal with Fox Sports and CBS Sports so I don't anticipate that this game will be on ESPN. It likely will probably be a CBS Sports game I would assume unless FS1, Fox Sports is going to start doing Friday night games but I have not heard about that. But I think it's a good deal all the way around for BYU. Additionally, BYU and Fresno State yesterday announced a home-and-home series for the 2025 and 2027 seasons. I think this is also a good deal for BYU because it's a regional opponent. Of course, a former WAC rival uh, in the early to mid-90s when uh, Fresno State and BYU were members of the WAC. And the Bulldogs have got a pretty proud tradition here. Jeff Tedford has done a good job rebuilding that program and now as he has stepped aside, he has got uh, uh, his offense old offensive coordinator, uh, Kalen DeBoer, takes over the Bulldogs program, and we'll see if he's still the head coach whenever this series, when, well, not whenever, when this series comes about in 2025 with the first game out there in Fresno in November. The return game in Provo will be in the 2027 season in October. But I think that if BYU is going to play uh, F, uh, not FCS Power 5 versus G5 if they're going to play G5 opponents play ones in the west play teams that have some tradition with you like a Fresno State there's no reason to go out there and play the middle Tennessees of the world because they don't have the same pull that a Fresno State would have BYU fans are at least somewhat familiar with the Bulldogs, whereas I'm, and I know I'm picking on Middle Tennessee here the, the, the Blue Raiders just don't do it for BYU fans I understand that uh, BYU fans may be in Tennessee, etc. or that part of the, the country would love seeing BYU come to Murfreesboro, which they've done in the past and play a game there, but it doesn't hold the same sway as say a game against a Fresno State or a New Mexico or a Wyoming these regional opponents for BYU are fantastic. So my philosophy with BYU scheduling is if you're going to schedule Power Fives, great. Schedule them wherever you can get them, play wherever you can get them in the country. There's no problem. I don't have an issue with that. But when it comes to scheduling G5 opponents, unless it's one of the upper echelon G5s, we're talking a Cincinnati, a UCF, a Memphis, those are the teams that are good right now at at the G5 ranks. Schedule teams in the west. Don't go east of the Mississippi just because you have just because you can, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Schedule teams that BYU fans will know about. Keep teams here locally that BYU has some tradition with, have played traditionally over the years. BYU fans at least have some cursory Um, knowledge of those opponents. I think that's going to keep some of the interest in some of these games that might otherwise be overlooked on the schedule in favor of power five opponents of any caliber. That's just kind of my take on it. Let me know what you guys think. You can follow the show on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at locked on Cougars. Weigh in with your thoughts there. You also can tweet at me at my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, if you'd like to drop the show a note via email, please do so locked on BYU at gmail.com is the address to drop us that note. And we'd love to get your guys' thoughts here on the podcast because we love having fan interaction. I know I don't get a ton of it mixed into the show, but I'd like to get more of it mixed in. So feel free to weigh in with your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, whatever you've got for us. We'd love to have you guys be a part of the show because this is a show for you guys to make sure you are the smartest BYU fans in the room. Well, guess what? The only way I can help you do that is to know where you guys need information. information from and what you need information on. So appreciate you guys in advance for doing that and love having you guys be a part of Locked On Cougars. BYU basketball has their regular season finale tomorrow at Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California, as BYU faces off against the Pepperdine Waves. It is crazy to think that BYU is already at the end of the regular season. They sit at 23-7 in overall in the season and 12-3 in West Coast Conference play. Uh, facing off against Pepperdine here, BYU cannot afford to have a letdown at this point, and Firestone Fieldhouse, along with Jenny Craig Pavilion, have been the toughest places for BYU traditionally to play in the West Coast. Conference for whatever reason. Uh, Mark Pope yesterday during media avi- media availability, excuse me, pointed out that BYU, since the joining the West Coast Conference, at least in the last eight years, is four and four on the road at Pepperdine. The Waves come into this matchup fifteen and fourteen on the season. They're eight and seven in West Coast Conference play. Uh, they dropped to sixty-three to sixty-one overtime decision on February twenty-second to San Francisco, and they go into their senior day seeking to secure the number five seed in the West Coast Conference tournament. But BYU, they should go into this game very confident. You just went and upset the number 2 team at the time, Gonzaga. You're ranked number 17 in the country. You cannot afford to have a letdown at this point. Uh, The last time these two teams matched up, BYU put up 107 points, their highest output of the season. Conversely, Pepperdine put up 80 points. They've got a very effective offense. The Edwards brothers are very good pick-and-pop shooters for Pepperdine. Colby Ross, as we talked about yesterday, I think is playing at an all- WCC level, and it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure for BYU as they head into to Firestone Fieldhouse. Go in, take care of business. There should be a pretty pro-BYU crowd on hand, I would imagine, down there in Malibu. It's a 4 o'clock Mountain Time game, 3 o'clock Pacific Time if you're there in California. The game will be televised on CBS Sports Network, so you actually don't have to ruin your evening plans to watch the Cougars. You can watch them in the afternoon, 4 to 6 p.m., and then go out to dinner with your family or your wife or whatever you got going on. I think it is a fantastic, fantastic time for a regular season finale. And more importantly for BYU, you win this game and you have clinched the number two seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament, meaning you have earned the double bye automatically into the semifinal round of the West Coast Conference Tournament. And you'll be off until Monday when you play in that West Coast Conference semifinal. Most likely, I would imagine, against St. Mary's. But I think this is a win-win scenario for BYU going into Firestone Fieldhouse. They've got a lot of confidence going into this game. I know the Firestone has been a bugaboo for BYU in the past to play there, but after talking with some of the guys yesterday during media availability, you can tell that their focus is squarely on the waves. I had a chance to catch up with Connor Harding yesterday after practice for BYU and spoke with him one-on-one about facing off against Pepperdine, also looking back a little bit at Gonzaga and just looking ahead and maybe having an opportunity to clinch that double bye. So here you go, my conversation with Connor Harding after practice yesterday at the BYU basketball facility. Firestone Fieldhouse has traditionally been a tough place for BYU to play. Is there a reason why in your mind it's been just a tough gym to play in?
1: Uh, it kind of has like a St. Mary's feel where you just go in there. It's kind of like a, a smaller gym and you got to bring your own energy. I think that's the biggest thing is just like we got to bring our own energy in that gym and we got to, you know, maintain it throughout the entire 40 minutes because, you know, you know, uh, they have a really good point guard, uh, Kobe Ross, and they have a bunch of good players on the wings that can pick and pop, and so, you know, it's just a hard place to win at.
0: I've talked to you in the past about your role as a defensive stopper on this team. You're probably going to have an opportunity to guard Colby Ross. What makes him such an effective
1: player? Um, if you watch him, he's like very shifty and he knows when to attack, when to pull up. And, you know, that makes, that makes someone really hard to guard is when he's pulling up and then he's very shifty and gets you off balance and gets you to the rim and, and he can finish good, you know. And so that, that makes him a tough player to guard. What are some of the lessons you guys took away from the last time you faced them up here in Provo? You know, the lessons that we took was, you know, defensively we got to be better on on the transition. And they're really good in transition. And that goes back to Kobe Ross just being being elusive in the open court, and then they have two wings where. You know they can pick and pop or roll, and it just makes it really hard to defend because you got to have good help side defense to a stun or to a, you know help in the bottom. And so you know overall that just makes them really hard. And so that's what we learned. We got to be really good defensively all over the floor. How unique are they as compared to other teams in the West Coast Conference in that regard? You know they're very unique in that situation because they're four the Edwards brothers. Yeah. Um, they can they can drive shoot and you know. They have you know, three or four guys that can legit score the ball. They have 33 that can shoot it. And, and so it makes them unique where you don't want to get on a shoot-off with them. Yeah. And that's where a defensive stops and getting up early, you know, that's important.
0: Going back to that Gonzaga game, I know you guys have moved on, you're getting ready for Pepperdine here, but what can you guys take away from a win
1: like that? You know, it just, you, you can play with anyone in the nation. And I think... If, the most important thing is we need to have confidence going into every single game. No matter who we play, we're gonna win. It doesn't matter how you win, obviously you can see that against San Diego or you know San Francisco and these other teams. You know, it doesn't matter as long as as long as you're winning. And the biggest thing is the focus we had that night. You know, we had a we were on a different level of focus. Everywhere I was was tuned in, you know, it makes it fun. You guys are on an eight game win streak right now. Do you think that that San Francisco game that you guys lost, kind of the linchpin, taught you guys a lot that got you onto this run? Yeah, you know, it just you know brought us back to what we learned in the summer and the fundamentals and saying, hey, we can't we can't have that happen again. Like we gotta get back to to defending, to making sure no one ISOs us and being, you know, being who we were at the very beginning of the season. And you know, it was a good reminder. Uh, you can get knocked. You can get knocked down. You can get knocked off. Even if you're up by 14, you got to keep keep focus all the way through. And it's down to the end of the season where every game, every play, every possession, every you know practice, it all matters so much. And so. We've heard, a, we've heard a lot about Dalton and what he's
0: doing now. He's kind of, he's sidelined right now, obviously, with that ankle injury, but what has he done to, off to the side to help you guys get ready for games, even though he can't play right now?
1: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is, like, he's aware of our energy that, that we have today in practice. Our energy started off a little slow, and then it picked up, and then it stopped, and kept going, and He'd, he'd be aware of, you know, when our energy was where it needed to be, where it's at the Gonzaga game, where it's at other points in our season where it's like, hey, that's the energy we need. That's energy we can have, you know, every single time. And so just making us aware of, like, where we need to be and what we need to be doing, and that's what Dalton's been doing. How important
0: would it be for you guys to lock up that number two seed on Saturday?
1: You know, it would be... Most importantly, even past the two seed, you know, most importantly, if we just win every single game, that'd be nice, but you know, it, it's big time if, if we get that, if they get that second seed. And we just can prepare for the whole week and, and get ready on that game for Monday. But, you know, most importantly, we're just thinking game to game. We don't see any seeds right now, so awesome. Thanks so much Connor. Yeah not a problem. Alright there you go
0: Connor Harding. Can't thank him enough for taking the time but you can tell these guys they're focused on Pepperdine and that is a fantastic thing to see because BYU in the past and past seasons has absolutely struggled to maintain focus on so called lesser opponents. It's easy to get up for Gonzaga. You heard him talk about the fact we were so laser focused in that game. It would be easy for them to get let their guard down going to Pepperdine. think this is a team that's hovering around 500. We're just going to roll here but it sounds like BYU is squarely focused on Pepperdine, and you hope that's the case because BYU at San Diego just a couple weeks back, or just over a week ago, no, two weeks ago, was scary because BYU had to get that final. Uh, that alley-oop to Yoli Childs to secure a win in that format. And like I said, Jenny Craig Pavilion, the Slim Gym, as I like to call it, has been a tough place for BYU to play. Well, so has Firestone Fieldhouse. You can guarantee that Pepperdine is going to be fired up on Senior Day as BYU comes to take them on tomorrow afternoon. So BYU's got their work cut out for them. And once again, big thanks to Connor Harding for joining us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as well as play a conversation with one of BYU's more recent offerees in football, Weston Jones, an offensive lineman from Romeo, Michigan. He's a little bit off the beaten path in terms of BYU's traditional recruiting uh, grounds, but he's got interest in BYU, recently received an offer from the Cougars, and we'll talk with him coming up here in just a second. Before we do that, though, uh, a reminder for you guys, listening to this podcast is as easy as saying one, two, three, and that's an expression because you don't have to lift a finger to listen to this podcast. All you got to do is one, have your smart device, whether it's a smart speaker or your smartphone plugged into your car, whatever you've got. Then two, tell it, play podcast, sorry, excuse me, play the most recent episode of the Locked on Cougars podcast. And three, you'll listen to the podcast and it's just that easy. Think about that, guys. It is simple, it's easy, and like I said, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. So tell your smart device, play the latest episode of Locked on Cougars, and be the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, guys. Catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, real quick. Women's basketball down Pepperdine, sixty-six to sixty-four yesterday. Four late three pointers from Brennan Chase Drollinger led BYU to the victory. They will have their senior day game tomorrow against Loyola Marymount at two o'clock Mountain Time at the Marriott Center. That game will be televised on BYU TV. BYU baseball rallied with six runs in the seventh inning, but got beat on a walk-off, eight to seven in their first game at New Mexico. There in Albuquerque. Uh, They'll have a day doubleheader today at 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock Mountain Time uh, with the Cougars and the Lobos. Those games will be streamed live on the Mountain West Network. You can get a link to that on the BYU Cougars website. And then women's softball began. They're playing the Judy Garman Classic in Fullerton, California, with two wins yesterday. They beat Cal Poly 9-1 in five innings before uh, edging Illinois 7-6. Women's uh, softball is back in action today, facing off against number 25 Texas Tech at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time followed by another game at 1 o'clock Mountain Time against Boise State. Both of those games streamed on Flow Softball, which is a subscription site. You have to pay for it if you'd like to watch the women's softball team in action. But as an option for you, they will finish up play in Southern California tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time against Cal Berkeley. Other teams in action this weekend include women's tennis up in Salt Lake City, at facing off against number 45 Utah. That'll be today at five o'clock Mountain Time. The men's tennis team is on the road tomorrow at number 43 Denver in Denver, Colorado, at 12:30 p.m. Mountain Time. We mentioned already BYU basketball faces off against Pepperdine at 4 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow on CBS Sports Network if you want to watch the Cougars in action there. Women's Gymnastics, uh, they are on the road this evening in Normal, Illinois, facing off in a dual match, dual meet, excuse me, against Illinois State at Redbird Arena at, at... uh, 7 o'clock Central Time. That's 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can track that on the BYU Cougars website with live stats. And finally, number two, BYU men's volleyball is in action tomorrow night as they host number 13 Stanford at the Smith Fieldhouse. That game is set for 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Live broadcast on BYU TV if you want to watch the number two ranked Cougars in action this weekend. So there you go. We're running on everything that's going on on BYU Sports News. I had a chance to catch up earlier this week with Weston Jones, an offensive lineman from Romeo, Michigan, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, an offensive line prospect who recently picked up an offer from BYU. And I wanted to play that conversation for you guys so you can hear from him what the offer from BYU means to him. So here you go. Weston Jones, BYU offensive line prospect with myself right here on Locked on Cougars. Please welcome in now Weston Jones, an offensive lineman from Romeo High School in Romeo, Michigan. Weston, how are you, sir? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Thanks again for taking the time to join us here on Locked on Cougars. Wanted to start off, you recently received an offer from BYU. Uh, what were kind of your initial thoughts after getting that offer from the Cougars?
2: I mean, BYU has always had a special place in my heart. Uh, just growing up watching them, my whole family's been a fan. Uh, I know it was a big-time school, great program, great school, everything.
0: You don't come from BYU's typical recruiting grounds. You're up there in Michigan. Uh, How did BYU get in touch with you? Did you send film to them? How did they find you?
2: Yeah, so uh, I sent film to them, but the main thing I did was go out to their football camp this
0: year. Okay, so 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 you've come out here last summer to work out with them. Are you going to do that again this summer?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm not really sure, but I'm planning on it. I'm going to be out there this March later March March twenty eighth for uh spring practice they have
0: out there. Okay, making an uno- unofficial visit, I, I take it. hmm Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So Weston, you're you're an offensive lineman, you play tackle at the high school level. You've got good size based on what I've seen. Six five, two hundred and sixty pounds. How do you describe yourself as an offensive lineman? Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm uh really big for my high school, but uh average size lineman for D one, so uh I think I have uh, a I think my greatest, um, what I play the best with, is my athleticism. I have quick feet. I'm uh, really good at moving side to side, so I think I really use that as my advantage.
0: Well, that's very, very, very beneficial as a tackle. Is that your preferred position along the offensive line, or is there another position you see yourself playing in the future?
2: I mean, I, I play anywhere on the line. I've played guard. I've played tackle. You
0: have the ability to snap the ball too. I take it.
2: Yeah, I can play center, too. It doesn't matter to me.
0: (laughs) As long as you're playing football, right? That's right. All right. Uh, Tell us about some of the other offers you've received so far. Is BYU the first to offer you? Where do you fall in terms of offers currently?
2: So, BYU was my 11th offer. So far, I have some uh, offers from almost all the MAC schools. So, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Kent State, uh, Toledo, um, I have an offer from Army, um, Indiana University, and Iowa State. Okay, so, some
0: other ones. so So, a couple Power 5 offers. You said most of the Macs offered you, so a good list here. Uh, when you talk to coaches, and I'm not talking just specifically about BYU, what do they talk to you most about your game? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, really when they're looking for players, they really look at uh, what they can build upon. So they're looking at size, and they they really like they said they really like how I'm able to play any position on the O line. How I'm versatile. Uh, how I've good feet, good uh, good hand placement. So all that.
0: You mentioned you have a unique relationship with BYU. You're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, what about BYU to you is special? I know I, when I talk to a lot of these prospects, they talk about how special BYU is. What does that special nature mean to you in particular?
2: I mean, for me, BYU has all the components, um, including my my religion, college education, and playing football. So, I mean, for for me. My most of my family's gone to BYU, graduated from there, so I know a lot about BYU. That's a lot of di- that's um, that's probably pretty different from most of the colleges.
0: All right, so uh, talking with Weston Jones here from Romeo High School in Romeo, Michigan. Uh, Weston, when you watch BYU play some of these bigger Power Five teams, of course they're an FBS independent. Does that type of a schedule excite you as a guy who's considering maybe signing with BYU at some point?
2: Oh, definitely! I love seeing them playing hard teams. Um, I mean, you got to you got to play the best to be the best. So, I mean, seeing them playing these hard, tough schedules, we show that they they got the fight and they want to be the best.
0: Is there any particular game in the recent past that stands out more than others?
2: Uh, I mean, every season they get some big time. They get some good teams. I remember they beat Wisconsin a couple of years ago. I mean, every almost every team they play, they they're right up there with them.
0: Okay, very cool. Yeah, the Wisconsin game, quite exciting. And you being up there in Big Ten country, you probably absolutely had your eyes on that. Uh, uh, yeah. So, of course, you're from the upper Midwest. Was there a school in particular you grew up rooting for? Or was BYU that school?
2: I mean, yeah, I'd always watch BYU sports, but probably in the Midwest, I've been, uh, I watched a lot of Michigan State football, Michigan football, and uh, Indiana football.
0: Okay, uh, what do you, what do you make of the current moves at, at Michigan State with Mel Tucker coming in from Colorado?
2: Uh, I mean, they they had a change of coaching, so it's going to be uh, cool to see what happens this next year.
0: All right, well, Weston, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us here on the podcast. We'll be tracking you going forward and looking forward to seeing how things go with you and BYU and the other schools. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. There you go. Weston Jones. Thank him for joining us here on Locked on Cougars. You can follow him on Twitter if you so desire at w J-O-N-E-S-Y 33. WJonesy33 on Twitter. Thank him once again for joining us here on the show. Also, big thank you to Connor Harding for joining us earlier on on today's podcast, getting you ready for BYU and Pepperdine tomorrow evening. Thanks again for joining us, for all of you guys for joining us here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. It is a pleasure to be with you guys each and every Every day talking BYU sports, a full weekend ahead of BYU sports. Obviously we'll help recap it all for you on our Monday show. Hopefully we'll have a special postcast edition tomorrow when BYU wraps up the regular season against the Pepperdine waves. Of course, we'll have it all covered for you like we normally do. So thanks again for supporting the show. Please share with your family and friends. The word of mouth is great, but also don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you are listening to us on and also leave us a favorable rating and review. Enjoy whatever's left of your weekend. When you hear this, we'll talk to you soon. Well, actually, I'm going talk to you soon. We will talk to you on Monday. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 28, 2020.